Last night and today were Shavuot, the holiday of revelation. I am not personally an observer of the two-day Shavuot thing in the diaspora, but we now have this Shabbat that serves to keep the feel of Shavuot going, drawing forth an additional day of openness to revelation. At Ner Shalom, we have been awash in revelation, studying and chanting and meditating late into the night, this morning reading in Torah about the giving of Torah, and each of us wondering what Torah we might receive in this moment. But even though I just used the word revelation and the phrase giving of Torah as if they were the same thing, they aren't really, are they? Our tradition tries to convince us that they are, but divine revelation is something we all want, the great flash of insight and download of wisdom right from the divine tap. We want it. We dream of it. Torah, on the other hand, well, that's a little iffy. While none of us would say no to a dose of divine revelation, probably, many of us have said no to Torah, probably. That is, we hold Torah with a certain amount of ambivalence. We read it critically. We don't like things in it. We feel bruised by it sometimes or ignored. And yet it remains our go-to source of wisdom. We scour it for gems. We read between its lines. We judiciously step over the sticky spots. This morning when we chanted the Ten Commandments, many of us stood for it out of respect, as is the custom, even though there's stuff right there in those Ten Commandments that gives us pause. That's the thing about Revelation. The experience of it and the documents setting it out are very different. The Revelation on Mount Sinai is so full of hope and vision And the document produced by it is, well, less than that. It is limited by its time and place. But that vision of justice and peace is so delicious, it keeps us coming back to the well of Torah even when the water tastes a little off. Right now, in this oddly unprecedented time we're living in, Many of us have been waiting and watching for a new revelation to happen. We have talked, among ourselves at least, as if the world were about to open its eyes and people realize how wrong they'd been about so many things. We have had the idea that this shared experience of danger and loss and months of isolation, this forced opportunity to see who we are and what is most important, that these would cause a new revelation to emerge. We have dared to hope that now, finally, the world can change. Humanity could at last care about people more than profits. Humanity could learn to lead with love. We could come to care about our carbon footprints and be so moved by the return of dolphins to the canals of Venice, that we wouldn't even care that it was a hoax. We would stock the canals with dolphins ourselves. I want these things. I want a changed world, and I want it now. 
I think there really is a possibility that this experience could change us in meaningful ways. I think that. I think that. And then, and then I hear about the killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis cop, and I crash. We haven't changed, I think. We will never change, not on any level. Humanity is not getting kinder or gentler or more loving or more restrained. Power has not given way to something more precious. The poor still suffer disproportionately in the pandemic and people of color, and children in detention are treated even worse because we've largely stopped covering them in the news and so now no one is watching. I go from hope to disheartenment every day. I fear that whatever insight we gain in this moment will dissipate when the short-term crisis is over. We see it already as we begin to emerge from isolation or as we begin to imagine emerging, which for some people seems to be the same as emerging. People are willing to take risks or to put others at risk in ways they wouldn't have four weeks ago, even though really nothing has changed. But I'm not here as a prophet of doom, because even when disheartened, I have not despaired, not by a long shot. What I'm here to point out is that revelation is a vision, not a transformation. If revelation itself were the transformation, Torah would have been instantly obsolete. People would have heard the word of God and stopped stealing and killing and coveting. But no, the revelation was a vision of a just world. And Torah? Torah was the best roadmap our ancestors of those generations could muster to reach it. It is right for us to want, expect, demand a new revelation in this moment. And we must remember that the revelation is not itself the transformation. The revelation must be big, global, revolutionary. But the transformation will only come in small acts. So on this holiday of revelation, let us not only ask for big vision, but also for some clarity on the details. We must ask for revelation, but ask for Torah too, for new mitzvot that we can actually carry out. Human scale, task-oriented, habit-sized. Our species will not change overnight or in three months of quarantine. And so now, while we are still feeling an affinity with all of humanity, while we still feel the potential of change and are riding high on the beauty of the creativity of the regular people of the world singing from their balconies, we need to start writing our new Torah for this time full of achievables. We must emerge from this time ready to take action, even if the actions are not earth-shaking, and even as we see others go back to business as usual. We must make our small-scale personal commitments, whether those are about energy use, or building community, or growing food, or feeding the hungry, or standing with Black Lives Matter. 
we must be ready with our new battery of mitzvot. No one is expected to master all of them, but each of us can commit to carrying out some of them. And that is how we keep from going back to business as usual ourselves. So let revelation in while revelation is in the air. Do your best Moses and write it all down. Write it in short verses with task lists attached. Choose some of your mitzvot and do them with all your heart. Choose some of your mitzvot and teach them diligently. If you need to hang reminders of them somewhere, the doorpost is always a good spot. I will dare to make one prophecy. After we emerge from our houses back into the sunlight, after we are all driving and working and buying, we will look around and we will be disappointed. Others will seem not to have shared our visions or agreed to our mitzvot. Our revelations will not have turned into transformation yet. So let us make sure that one verse of our new Torah is disappointment is to be expected. Disappointment is not an obstacle, but fuel for the journey. And then let us move on to the Torah at our fingertips and to that Holy Spirit of revelation like wind at our back.